0: This spicy podcast is intended for those over the age of 18, as we will be discussing adult explicit language and situations. This is for entertainment purposes only.
1: Hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of the Down and Dirty Swinger podcast. I'm Fox, and with me is my sexy wife, Ruby. We're excited to be your host to talk about a range of topics in the swinging community. In today's episode, we'll be talking about things to consider when joining a lifestyle, communication shyness and a whole lot more
0: with us today is our very special very sexy and very qualified guests Lindsay and alexandra they are both licensed therapists Lindsay is in the lifestyle and you may know her by her D screen name the fifth element and alexandra is Lindsay's sex positive ally in the vanilla world thanks for being on the show today you guys thanks,
1: thanks for having us super excited to have you guys here yeah I've, I've touted this episode to a few people already saying this is an episode you want to listen to if you're new, if you want some real, you know, kind of different advice, maybe then um, we're hearing some about, from some other podcasts um, because to have two um, licensed therapists sound like this is a really big deal. So we really appreciate you guys being here. Not yes. to mention, you know, you're both very beautiful. So I appreciate that as well. Okay. What <laughs> do you
0: want our listeners to know about you?
2: Oh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm just excited to be here and to provide... Um, just, I don't know, to help support our community, really. Um, I think this is kind of a big topic, what we're covering today, and, um, hopefully we can get through most of it, but, um, yeah, I think it'll be good.
1: If we don't, we'll have you back. Please. (laughs) What about you, Alexandra?
3: Boy, I mean, I, I feel like I'm coming to this more as a therapist than a swinger, but Also, as someone who's just really seen professionally and personally how important it is to be honest about what you want in a relationship and how beautiful it can be when people are.
1: Right.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. All right. Well, let's attempt to start this off easy. If you could give some pieces of advice to incoming swingers, what would it be about?
1: So they're brand new, right? They're, they just created that C and D profile.
0: Or they think they want to become a swinger and they're not, sure how or where to start.
1: Right. What would you say to them to get their their nerves a little eased?
2: Uh, Learn how to communicate.
1: Communication, (laughs) yeah. Communication (laughs) is
2: a huge... I I think communication is the biggest part um, at coming into the swinging community as a couple. Um, And and it's such a huge part. It's not just about what do we communicate about or what are we looking for? Who do we want to fuck? It really is about... um, how we communicate how do we communicate our needs how do we um honestly and openly say what it is that we want or
0: So to clarify you're talking about communication between the couple themselves before they even talk to anybody else in the lifestyle.
2: Yeah, that's step 1. And then step 2 is learning how to communicate with singles and couples or more. Right.
1: Definitely a hard dynamic, yeah. So, what do you Um, what are some of like the, the communication like challenges, right? Like what would you say are like one or the two of the challenges that they're going to have, they're going to come across.
3: Hmm. I just wonder if you haven't done your own reflection about like why you want to engage in this, that the communication is kind of doomed from the start because there's not that honesty and that authenticity and that vulnerability there. Um, so that's to me that that's got to be step one. Like, why am I? Why do I want to do this? What, what is what is what's what's my, what's my? So figure here? out the why was the first yeah, challenge. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, and, and maybe honestly. the whys are
1: different. Sure, right. Yeah, right. So do you guys find that as well as as therapists that you know whatever the problem is like that is a challenge in general? So a couple comes in and like they have different, you know, their their whys for example are contrasting.
0: How should they communicate their mismatched sexual needs? Um, yeah,
2: I think there, the, the, why can be, um, vastly different. And I think, again, it depends on how long, you know, it's such an individual process and there's, there's, there's individuals that also make up a couple and that couple is then itself like a third party almost. Um, and so, uh, I think it is hard for, well, sorry, let me back up.
1: Yeah. Um, take all the time you need. to yeah, Think about it. Thank you. Like, these are like really complex deep questions, questions, deep questions, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, it's a much different episode. Um, you know, Ransom, we're me talking about some really serious topics. So take all the time you need to think about it, for sure. Yeah. Do you want to pop,
2: do you
0: have pop Can in? you say the question again? How, or maybe how about this? What is a healthy way to express your sexual desires if maybe you haven't done that enough, or you're starting to have those conversations with your significant other?
1: Maybe maybe reflect on what ways that you guys have done that as well. Maybe getting into the lifestyle with your partner, things like that.
3: You know, and this could just be me, but in my experience, it was actually what we did was we both wrote a list down and then we swapped it. And Mm -hmm. I think that made us feel more comfortable because we were sort of new to having explicit conversations and so it, it like took away some of the shyness okay right like ah, I'm just gonna give you this list and right. you mm-hmm. can see mine and oh oh, okay not that thing yes that thing um that was my strategy I don't know how I maybe I read that in a book <laughs> I don't know if
1: I've <laughs> ever like, officially told anybody it's probably to enough <laughs> somewhere. yeah that worked for me but do you find that writing it down though helped just with um just aesthetically you have like something to like you're putting on paper, it seems more like real that way, right? Making it real essentially than just in your head. Is that kind of what what Or a barrier that is?
0: to protect
3: your shyness. Yeah, I think it was that, right? Like, I don't have to say this thing and see your reaction. I can just put oh. that there mm-hmm. and then you can react and come back to me later. And Like, okay, this is the stuff that
1: I'm into as well. Okay, so did you find that a lot of things match, or they didn't match, and how did that well, go? Well, he
3: wanted to do everything that I. Wanted to
2: do. <laughs> you're like, I'll take one of
1: those, three of those, yeah. I was like,
3: maybe those two, three, four of them. yeah.
1: Okay. <laughs> what about you, Lindsay? Is in terms of like, um, you know, maybe mismatches and things like that, like things you're looking for versus maybe some play partners you've had that have been looking for something different. How do you communicate with that,
2: from um, a therapist perspective? Yeah, I think um, so personally, I like I learned how to. Uh, just be very direct and honest, uh, pretty quick. Um, I just felt like, uh, so I was formerly married and entered into the lifestyle with, um, with a partner or a husband. Um, and, uh, you know, we would actually get high and sit in the tub (laughs) and have really long conversations about what
1: you want and don't want kind of thing.
2: Yeah. And, um, and how we might, uh, how we might approach this. So, um that was kind of a beautiful way for us um in part because it was a kind of a big tub that was difficult to get out of and so so you know you kind of like i don't know it's just a lot of work to get out of the tub so we just sat there and had really challenging conversations um and then and then we started recording those conversations too which was an interesting um you know, we never did anything with them, but it was just it was just an interesting way to sort of, I guess, maybe hold each other accountable. I mean, it's its different when there's a recorder going on in the room and interesting and conversations get heated. So um, so I, the
1: recorder was kind of like a referee in, in a sense, or what was that? What did that um, do?
2: Um, I think it just uh, kept us honest. OK. Yeah. kept us accountable to each other in,
0: in... Kind of the same work. that a written list would. It was just yeah, what worked best for you.
1: Interesting. Right. It's okay. hard to bring a pen and paper
0: in a... a
1: so those are yes. two really great approaches for sure. If you're a yeah. new couple listening to that, um, you know, maybe pick your preference or something along those lines that, that would jive with you But basically get it out there and make it real. Don't just have it in your head. Don't just talk about it. Actually make it concrete, right? Get some, get some chalk and go outside and Write in your, write on your... Uh, your driveway, as well, your neighbors can see. It's pretty public. <laughs> <laughs> okay, don't do that.
0: <laughs> Why do you think people might be ashamed to propose the idea of swinging or other forms of ethical non-monogamy to their partner?
3: I think a lot of people think it's another way of saying I'm I'm unsatisfied with you. You're not enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, And right. And not knowing that the, how the other person might react. And then it might be like, I can't even believe that you said that. Like I I actually have clients, one client in particular I'm thinking of that has been really, really unsatisfied in her marriage for years. And she's really thought about bringing this to her husband, but she's so scared that even putting it on the table will be like the end of the relationship. I, so I, I think there's just fear of of how someone might respond.
1: Yeah. I think that's tough. I, I feel like, um, my heart goes out to those people in that situation. I feel like if your marriage, if you're not able to talk about it in your marriage, then maybe your marriage isn't strong to begin with. And I'm not qualified to say that. I'm not a therapist, right? So take that at at face value. But um, it just seems like it'd be foolish to think that everybody walking around Mall of America, husbands and wives are not looking at all those other people walking around thinking like, oh, I would definitely like to do something with them, right? And then the, at that level even they may not be talking about it, right? Everybody's in lust with people walking around and they see somebody on the street. They're everybody's lustful every day, right? There's actually a, a Playboy article written in the nineteen seventies with Jimmy Carter. He said that. He literally said that. He said, like, in my heart, I'm you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but something effective. the effect of, you know, I'm very uh I'd be remiss to to not say that I'm lustful with other women. I mean you know, a president elect, you know. Good for uh, him. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. So I'm I'm just saying, like, that's definitely a thing I feel like people get ashamed or, you know. I'm nervous to talk about it, but
0: can we talk about some of the key elements of communication specifically in the swinging environment? Um, you know, listening, empathy, clarity, respect. There's a lot we could cover. Yeah, there is a lot here. Um, so, yeah, listening. Um,
2: I think uh, whether we're coming at this uh, the swinging environment as singles or couples, um, or I mean, as a couple, uh, we have to learn how to hold space for whoever that is that we're having a conversation with. Um, so I, I, I I come at it like we're individuals, but we're in relationship. And so, um, like a
1: friendship relationship, right. Or or relationship relationship. How do you differentiate the two? Does that make sense? No, so you come at it as an individual in a relationship. So in a relationship with the couple, with the person,
2: no meaning like I get to be me and you get to be you. Oh, got and it. Together okay. We have this, got we it. have this thing we call a
1: relationship. Okay.
2: Um, whatever that is, right. Whether right. it's we're we're married, whether we're friends with benefits, whether, you know, we're just here for tonight. Um, so I think we just need to learn how to hold, hold space. Um,
1: So how would you recommend somebody do that, right? If they're not, um, equipped to, to do that this time, right? Like what tools do they have to be able to like hold space as you say?
2: Yeah. Well, I think, so I think empathy, Empathy? right? Okay. Being willing to listen to you, to what your partner wants and needs without, um, judgment, um, or opinion. Um, I mean, I guess you, we all have belly buttons, right? We all have (laughs) opinions. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of holding that opinion, just like allowing them to have, have what they want and what they need, um, clarity. Like, I think it's really important to be very clear and honest, um, about
3: your own wants and needs. Um, I think coming at it, with a stance of I don't have to agree with or consent to everything mm-hmm. that you right. say, but I yeah. don't I will not judge it. You're safe to share Judging this with for me. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think um I think I'm gonna back up here and get my own experience. Like I feel like early on, well I know early on we were mostly looking for unicorns. Like that's what led into lifestyle is us having dirty talk in the bedroom for years. We were always the couple like walking again we use the mall as an example, walk around the mall sees the mall and everything. We're like lusting a very couple, which is probably true. It mostly <laughs> was true. I would elbow
0: Fox and be like, yeah. oh, look at her walking
1: by. Right. But then in the bedroom and be like, it just, it's, it went into, um, you know, what would you want to do to her? That, you know, person we saw at the mall today, that girl we saw at the mall today or things like that. And it just, I knew from the get go that Ruby was uh, really attracted to to females. So it made it easy for me to, to kind of broach that. Right. Um, But then that was the first, you know, decade of our marriage was really just talking about females in the bedroom. So then we started a lifestyle and six months in, you know, we were trying to find a unicorn, couldn't find one. And it was like, well, well
0: they're called unicorns for a reason.
1: Right. So, so we were, we were like, well, is this going to be for us? Like we can't find what we're looking for, what we thought we were looking for at the time. And then I did some, some thinking and I was like, well, do I really, you know, I, I knew obviously the couple swap was like the the real full deal of, you know, it's just, I mean the like really commitment from the male standpoint, right? Like, am I actually going to to share my wife? Right. And, you know, it didn't take too long, but I thought when I was like, well, I don't really care, you know, like not, not, I don't care, but I don't, um, I, I'm comfortable enough to do that. Right. So then I approached Ruby with that. And I said, you know, if you want to start looking for that situation, we can, but I remember being really nervous and apprehensive to talk about it. Like, and we're a highly communicative couple, but like, in that instance, we didn't really know, I didn't know what she was going to say. Like she would say, well, no, really interested in that or, you know, Deep down, subconsciously, a 1% is like, well, how is she going to take that? Right? Like, is she thinking, of, you know, saying, like, I want her to be with another guy? Or what is she going to say? Right? Like, you have these subconscious things because we're humans, right? We have these three minds, right? Um, we'll get that. That's a different episode. <laughs>
0: <And even laughs> I even know that, you guys know what
1: I'm talking about. <laughs>
0: with that conversation, it still took me a couple of days. And maybe this is just me. Maybe it applies to more women. It feels more vulnerable to open myself up to another man in the bedroom than another female. I feel like it's easier to connect with females. I know what she's gonna want, what she's gonna need. But to to do that for another man, especially after being married at that point, I think for 12 years, it um, was a mental hurdle that I had to make sure that I was gonna be okay with. And there was definitely a lot of nerves, those first few swaps. And then, and then eventually just realized it's all sexy fun.
1: Yeah. The first 50 swaps were super hard and was kind (laughs) of, so that was the first 50 minutes. (laughs) Just kidding.
0: All right. Um, Are there any other communication topics that we should talk about? Um,
1: I'd like to talk about feedback, right? Like just getting feedback, like your, um, how does that work? Like getting feedback. And I'd like to, I really like to talk about it from like a, between a couple, but then also like couple to couple, right? Like maybe you've had an experience, like how would you suggest talking to another couple? Like after the experience, like you had a good time, you didn't have a good time, you had a good time, but you'd like to do something different, right? And then you also have the conversation with your spouse, you know, behind the doors of like, hey, here's what I'd like to see next time with that couple or with you, things like that. Like how could that conversation be best suited? What advice would you have to give a couple to have a positive conversation about like feedback in those scenarios? That a lot to digest. Take a second to think about it.
2: Well, again, I think it comes back to that, just that ability to hold space, right? Um, uh, if you're a couple having, a, you know, swapping with another couple, that's, there's a lot of dynamics happening in that room. Um, and uh, I know at some point and maybe another episode, we'll talk about sort of the real unicorn,
1: the four way, <laughs> the four way connection.
2: Um, yeah, connection, but um it, you know, and this is where we can kind of get into talking about like love languages or uh, right. blueprints or those kinds of things. Like we don't always know, at least I, maybe I'll speak for myself. I haven't always Please. known what um, where my edges were, what was going to be a turn on or a turn off for me until I had the experience. And so. Um, I think, you know, that feedback is really important. One with your partner to say, Hey, that was a really great time. Um, it could have been better if that, da, 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 whatever that might right. have been. Um, so I, I think feedback is a really important, really important to make sure you and your partner are aligned. Um, so it's an important aspect uh, as far as like feedback from other couples. I mean, it's the same thing. You've got, you know, another two people coming into a situation with another two people to have fun, sexy fun, but sometimes needs aren't met. Sometimes, um, I don't know, somebody leaves the room for whatever reason and, and right. you got to figure out how to, you know, what happened there. Um,
1: you have to navigate things in the fly sometimes for yeah. sure. We found that out in the lifestyle. It's, it's difficult to understand. Like, you know, the more I feel like before going into a swap situation, the more you can understand, you know the needs of the other couple and um communicating our needs to them mm-hmm. um the better and i know ruby you usually take a point in that to be honest i feel like you do a really good job of saying that up front what are some of the things that you usually like to to say to them up front to make sure that they're you know that everything's good i think I we're
0: good about you know if we decide we have chemistry and hey i think we'd like to move this to the bedroom just before we even make plans, just stop right there and discuss our boundaries and what we're looking to get out of this next sexual adventure before we get in the bedroom, because we don't want to make decisions that we maybe felt pressured to or to please someone else. Just, hey, I'm, I'm interested in trying these things or not trying these things. I don't like this. I don't like that. Um, and hash it all out before you're getting naked.
1: I feel like, too, if you're, a, a let's just say, a veteran couple, right? We like to say we're super seniors now because we're over four years in. We didn't sign up for the graduate program. We just decided to be super seniors forever. <laughs> Somebody asked us, we're just super seniors. Um, but I feel like um, if you're a veteran couple, you definitely need to do extra diligence. If you're with a couple that is less tenured or it's their yes. first time, um, definitely just like take your time. You know, It's not about you. It's about them in that situation because Give it's their them. first time.
0: Yeah, give them moments to check in with each other and themselves. Not just, you know, is this okay? You know, are you guys feeling comfortable with this? Do you need a moment with each other?
1: For sure.
3: I have a question for you all. Yeah, please. What has, if anything, led to defensiveness?
1: Defensiveness. Defensiveness for each other or with another couple?
3: In any situation. Because that seems like a thing that would come up. Defensiveness comes up in hard conversations, yeah, right? So, sure. Like,
1: what has triggered that? Do you want to speak first, Ruby, or you want me to go?
0: I think we're both empathetic people. So, we in our marriage have a good time making space for each other, listening to each other, even if maybe we needs a couple of days to sink in to kind of sort out our feelings and thoughts. Um, I think the only time I'm going to get defensive is if I feel like someone is being disrespectful to him or to us as a couple um, then I will straight up tell them to their face and make sure they're a little bit scared that I am done with you.
1: Yeah. I think, um, thinking about it as you were talking there, um, you've had scenarios, definitely multiple times where, you know, a male might approach us and his wife is not present. He mm-hmm. maybe lingers too long and it gives us a, you know, single male vibe or a, Hey, what do you, what's your intentions here vibe? Right. So, um, I might start to get defensive and Ruby or- might start to get defensive. Like, you know, what do or you they use? try
0: to get handsy with you before you've given them permission to. And it's like, I don't know times. you. you. Yep.
1: Yeah, For sure. So those are definitely be defensive things, mostly around the other male
0: mm-hmm. and
1: what their intentions are. So um, I do want to go back, though, for a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay, you mentioned um, love languages. Um, yeah. I know uh, we've been on a date before, mm-hmm. uh, you and Ruby and I. And, uh, I remember we were sitting in a little restaurant and we talked for hours about love languages. And then mm-hmm. you also brought up, uh, an Enneagram test. Uh-huh. We actually loved it so much. We put it on our profile for a little while, even cause like it was kind of, um, especially the Enneagram test. We knew about the love languages, but not the Enneagram. Um, but maybe say, maybe let's stay with the love languages or, or maybe whichever one you want to go with, whatever you think is easier. But I, I do think it's a topic worth talking about now because I feel like, um,
0: the love languages has helped us a lot. Right.
1: It's. Go ahead.
0: It's been a lot of good conversations with other couples. Um, I think it's a quick way to really get to the root of how do they feel valued and respected and heard. Um, it's going to be different for everyone.
1: It's a huge communication tool, right? So so what do you have to say about either of those two that you'd like to, to instill on in the listening audience um, right now?
2: Okay. Uh, love languages, I do think, um, oh, like, overall, like, just as a tool for communication. Um, like, so I'm, I'm a time and a touch person. Right. And so, um, if I'm out on a date with you, I'm giving you my time. And so I, ne- I don't always, I'm not really good about necessarily words of affirmation cause you've got my time. The time. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember that. Yeah. And so, um, like, I don't, I don't know. So I think, yeah, I think it's a, a very individual. It's very, um, yeah, I guess I can't really say more than it's just very individual uh, per person how, you know, I think people can to, can take these assessments and help themselves understand kind of what they value and what's important to them. Um the Enneagram, I love the Enneagram because it's it's not about who we are but what gets in the way of being who we are, so it's the mask mm-hmm. we put on. Um
1: So for those unfamiliar with the love languages, there's basically five love, love languages, right? Can you mm-hmm. just briefly describe what each of those are?
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, time, touch, gifts, gifts, words of affirmation and acts of service. Okay. And
1: then the Enneagram is a one through nine, right? If i remember right.
2: Yeah. It's and then
1: nine. that, um, that's a little bit more detailed in the five. Obviously there's more. Yes. Um, so what would you say, I'm going to flip the script here on, on, on Ruby and I for a second. So Ruby and I took the test mm-hmm. a couple times after meeting with you and we thought about it. We we're actually surprised you're we both eights, which I think you were surprised with as well. I think you think maybe you thought we were sixes or something. So um, <laughs> could you, maybe both of you analyze us for a second, right? We'll be on the hot seat here. <laughs> analyze us, therapist, analyzation of, of both of us being eights, but we're also, but we're opposite wings. So I'm the maverick wing, which is like a seven, seven. or something. And mm-hmm. Ruby is a eight wing. With or nine, nine wing, nine mm-hmm. wings. She's a yeah, nine dominant. I'm a seven dominant. So what does that say about us in a relationship? If a couple was taking a test and they found themselves like similar, or, or if they found themselves an eight, what would that say? In in Alexandra, Lindsay, either of you, chime in, please, if you, if you feel like you have an opinion about it.
2: Um, well, I think that's like a whole other episode.
1: A whole other episode. <laughs> okay, so high level, right? So like twenty thousand love- feet.
2: I, I actually, I think it's partly why you guys do so well. Um, in in the LS or at least, uh, my perception of how you navigate the LS is very cohesive. And so, but that's not to say that
1: like, you can be like a three and a eight together yeah. that, that would still or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, again, it's not necessarily about the Enneagram is not necessarily about who we are, but it, it's, it's sort of that, that mask that, you know, that we put on and, and then to be able to step into the world. Sure. So, um, I think knowing our masks in essence, um, before we step into something like swinging because it's our shit's going to come up it does we're right. human, and um you know one of my favorite sayings about the ls is like um it's going to highlight to you what what is really well in your relationship it's also going to highlight you know your blind spots and so i think you know doing your self-work like s- learning about what turns you on or turns you off and being able to communicate that to your partner and then to, to others. Um,
0: I just think it, it, I actually lost my train of thought. So I
1: don't know. That's okay. yeah. I think
0: Fox and I had taken the love languages test, I think fairly early in our marriage and we redid it again after we'd been in a lifestyle, maybe a year or so. We had never thought to kind of link those two together. And it, it brought a lot to light that I thought was very helpful to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a favorite question. We do like to ask other couples or tell them, Hey, take the test and let us know what you come at, you know, as a female in lifestyle with triple D's, I get a lot of words of affirmation from people. <laughs> um, but the reality is that's not my love language. You could, it just kind of goes in one ear and out the other. I don't put a lot of weight behind someone's words like that.
1: It's appreciated, but, but not necessarily, uh, processed in like a, I'm attracted to you kind of way. Right. right. I think we've talked about it. It's not the
0: way to my heart. No. Right. And so, um,
1: so what is the way to your heart?
0: (laughs) I'm that gets a little tricky. I'm touch, but I have to give you the permission to touch me. I don't like strangers touching me
1: Mm (laughs) or, or, um, too much touch, right? Or too much touch. touch, Yes. I can
0: feel very smothered. So it's, it's kind of hard to have touch as my love language with so many stipulations on that, but time, I think, and attention, um are definitely up there for me, but for Fox, you know, words of affirmation is one of his top three. Mm. Um, and as a male in the lifestyle, that is an area that is, I think, lacking, not just for him, but for a lot of males, which, um, we're definitely going to spend some time talking about that today, but it's, it's hard to have a lot of the compliments come in my direction when I, I know it, it needs to go the other way.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, you know, that's been one of the biggest challenges for us in the lifestyle. One of the biggest like realizations early on, a pill I had to swallow, for example, is, um, just not feeling comfortable in the situation of, well, what, you know, I didn't, I wasn't getting necessarily, um, I don't know how to say it. Um, confirmation from the females that I was adding value or enthusiasm that they were, that I was there. Right. It's a lot of, um, you know, like the lifestyle is a lot of people looking for unicorns. So am I there because you want me to be there or, or not? Right. There's just a lot of, um, you know, females in the lifestyle that maybe have a challenge. Let's just say, um, just, you know, defining the value that, that another male might bring. That's just, this isn't just to me, right? I've talked to lots of males about this and maybe this is a Minnesota thing. Maybe it's a Midwest thing. Maybe it's across the board, you know, to be determined, but this isn't me like jumping my soapbox, like, you know, cry for me kind of thing. Right. But, um, but it is like a situation where it's like, it can be deterring for us if we meet a couple and, um, you know, the female half is very, um, um, let's just say shy, which I, I'd love to talk about shyness a little bit too in a second here. Um, but let's say they're very shy or maybe they don't know how to communicate to the male that like they, that they're attracted to them. They don't know how
0: to show their interest.
1: Right. Exactly. So I know Ruby has in the past had to, had to, um, like literally talk to some females because we never, never want to get in a situation where we're swapping and like, we don't have, you know, like situation. we don't want a situation where the female isn't into the situation, right? Like nobody wants to be there, right? Um we don't want a situation where the female's going into it and the males like dragging her along, right? We definitely look road for those couples because that's not for us, right? But there Go have on. been
0: times we've been on date two or three and I've just I'm we're direct. So I just have had to flat out ask, you know, do you find Fox attractive? You know, are you what are your favorite things about him? Because they're moving the conversation along in the direction of, hey, we think we'd be open to play, but I'm still like, we haven't received any verbal or nonverbal cues, you know, at least from the female half, you know, the men have a pretty easy time, I guess, generally of showing it, it's kind of coaxing out the the shy females to make sure we're all on the same page.
1: Right. So we just been really direct with it, which is a super unsexy approach, but um, you know, we, at least we get the feedback one way or another that they are actually are there, there's interest, there's intent, otherwise we're never going to go in the bedroom if there's not, you know, um, I want to go back to shyness though. So, um, have you guys had, um, what, well, how would you, uh, coach a, a person lifestyle or not lifestyle? Right. I mean, based on your experience on lifestyle, how would you coach them about shyness? Cause it can be an issue in or out of lifestyle. Take I wonder if there's
3: ways to make your shyness work for you a little bit. Because I'm, right. I'm, I'm. I don't know if I would say that I'm shy, but I'm definitely an introvert as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like more of a oh, what's the word for the that test that that you wanted me to take the uh, <laughs> the different sexy types. Oh, the, it's the erotic blue. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm the one that's kind of just like from afar. Okay. What's that? Well, you're from kind of, afar. Sen- it's like a sensory That's, one. From afar. Mm. Yes. What does
2: this yes. test say again? So it's the erotic blueprints. I, I, I haven't heard of this. Um, it's, it it's helps. A good one. It, yeah, it is a good one. And it helps couples or, or, well, individuals understand kind of their, their erotic style. And that okay. also is, so it's like the five love languages, but for sex. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it, there's five, five different types in that. Um It's not a theory. It's a whatever. Model. Model. Um, And so it's it's sexuals right They're They're here. They're here to have sex. Um, Sensuals who they're all about. How do things smell? What is the lighting like? You know, um, touch. There's um, kink. Yeah. The kink, which is not So BDSM does fall into kink, but kink is really all about new and novel experiences. And so kink could be um, something as simple as like, hey, tonight we're doing doggy style, not missionary. Right. So that could for some couples be very kinky. Right. Um, there's the shapeshifter, which is a little bit of all of them, and then um, the energetic. Which shapeshifter. Is, yeah, shapeshifter. Yeah. It's actually my
1: my blueprint. I think I might be shapeshifter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, the the energetic then is also it's it's all based on like energy and vibe. Your energetics yep. um, can orgasm without touch. Um, they're very.
1: Can you do that orgasm without touch? <laughs> I'll take that for yes.
2: <laughs> I can.
1: That's hot. Lucky
3: woman.
2: So it's it's a it, it it is it's just a different model for helping people identify what they need and what they want um, in a in a sexual
3: set setting. Um,
2: How did we get? I was going like, to say I yeah.
3: I realize I'm an energetic. I like the I, I'm more like the look across the room, but I'm not going to. I like direct conversation when it's about something like
1: home, like, it feels like you can talk about it. Yeah,
3: it's but, like, if pertinent. someone's flirting with me, there has to be some mystery. And so, for me, okay. the shyness, I can lean into it in that way. Like, I'm not going to share a lot about myself right away. That's just not really who I am. Okay, And so I think there, there's ways to lean into shyness but then I also think that just like for me having Lindsay come with me the first time that I went to an event was a big part of it too, because I could kind of hold her hand and be like, hi, I'm with her. And that helped. So I think like, uh, we've said, or we've heard in other episodes, like having somebody with you mm-hmm. really helps overcome the shyness too. It
1: does for sure.
2: I do. Yeah. I do think anchors, I call them anchors, anchors and whether it's in events or meet and greets, are like really important, um, for people who maybe are more introverted leaning. Um, and I do think there is a difference between, I mean, there is a difference between shyness and, and introversion. And so introversion, you know, it just, it takes a lot to be around people. Shyness has more to do with um, confidence okay. and self-esteem. And so, um, and, and really a fear of judgment. And so, you know, um, I think if you are running into shy women or women who, are hesitant to flirt um right. to you know that really it's it might not actually be about how they're taking you in but maybe how my god you're sitting there with ruby
1: <laughs> for sure right and and i get that too and that's the hard part what even talking about this episode honestly we talked about this before like do we even want to before the episode do we want to bring this topic up of you know um just the lack of you know value that the guys might feel in the situation right but but I think um, it is worth talking about because I'm not the only one, and it comes across as a lot of guys, right? So it's and it's not about me. I fully recognize that it has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm completely self confident enough. It's I, I don't I'm not looking for the confidence, the self confidence thing. I'm looking for the self. I'm looking for the the validation. the validation that you're into the situation that you want to move forward that you're having a good time. That's what I, that's what I need out of that situation to keep moving forward. So it's not about me in the situation. You're absolutely right. It's about them and their perception situation, but also like that's what I really love to uncode right decode is like how do we how do we help those people in that situation one are they aware right and that's part of what us talking about today is is one bring up awareness to it right like right think about it today if you're a couple out there you've been lifestyle four years you're brand new when is the last time you gave a guy in, in the lifestyle compliment or what did you say to him to make him feel valued think about it just think about it and you know maybe it was yesterday maybe it was a year ago right but that's the first step I think just think about it and then go from there right and and you know, I don't know what the next steps are. Make an effort, right? Exactly. Make an effort to, to show him, you know, that, um, he's valued in the situation. And I think it'll pay dividends in the bedroom too. I actually, in fact, I know it will.
2: It's not hard, right? Like eye contact, a light touch. I I mean, there's so, it's not really that hard to show somebody that you're into a situation.
0: So let's back this up into baby steps. You're new to the lifestyle. You're on your first few dates. You know, you're a shy person. How do you break through those barriers? What is something that someone can do to help overcome that? Or not necessarily overcome, but just work through it. You could have a drink if you're into
3: drinks. <laughs> Smoke a little weed. <laughs> uh, I, I thought going to the meet and greet was really helpful because I, what, what, what I was really struck with was just how, like, when everybody is... In a situation where it's like we're all here to flirt and hook up, and there's no like, oh, if I make eye contact with this guy, his girlfriend's gonna be mad at me, right. like you would at a, you know, vanilla bar, right? right. Mm-hmm. There was something so freeing about that that it was Very. was wild to me. It was like, oh, I can just have these conversations, absolutely. And, and and so there was a layer of like complication that was gone. And so I again, I don't think I'm a shy person, but I'm I'm a private person, and mm-hmm. I think right. that when I was in that environment even though i'm still a private i was still feeling private i also felt very comfortable because the vibe was very comfortable and so maybe the answer to your question would be just to go to a lot of those things and just get to feel of like oh there's like such a non-judgmental culture that it for me it really put me at ease
1: okay
0: i think it's important for people to know and understand in the lifestyle you're going to have to come out of your comfort zone right so you know how far are you willing to come out because eventually you're going to grow into hopefully a, just a better and sexier version of yourself.
1: I think that's a big value of being a lifestyle though, right? Is you're just going to continually learn these lessons, communication lessons in, in a large part, and you're going to be able to utilize them in and out of the lifestyle, right? You're going to become maybe less shy, maybe, um, just more highly communicative, maybe more direct, um, maybe more sarcastic like the TA in episode three. We're not sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, and I think, too, it's about shifting your mindset around rejection. Right. And so I think, you know, in the vanilla world, you know, rejection is like, I don't know, it can be kind of brutal. But, again, my perspective is, like, if you kind of come into the the lifestyle or the swinging environment and and just with the assumption, like, you're not and we're not ever going to be everybody's flavor. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just kind of come in knowing, like this is about connection. This is about, um, attraction. This is, you know, like in kind of just changing the mindset on, on rejection in the LS, this is a small community and it's an awesome community. Mm -hmm. And you know what, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. So just kind of get over that and just have fun with it and, you know, relax. You'll, you're going to find what works for you.
1: Right. So we're getting towards the top of our time here. Do you guys have any off the cuff questions you want to ask us anything uh, that you want to retrace back to, to, to hit home? Any last words of advice for any listeners that are, that are brand new and you're to encourage, give some words of encouragement to them. Hmm. Just think about it. It's okay. I'm gonna drink my beer. <laughs> no, really I am. It's a big question.
2: I just want to say like this is um perhaps the world's hardest hobby like, hobby okay, <laughs> I
1: like that that's a good way to say it, hobby, yeah,
2: but it, it is also one of the most fun
1: and rewarding <laughs> and right rewarding. fun and rewarding, yeah 100 yeah. percent agree
2: on, on so many levels um so I guess that would be like I don't know my my piece of advice or wisdom is just to kind of have like relax and have fun um
1: okay, yeah, did you. What about you, Alexandra? Uh. And you have a unique unique perspective yeah. because you're, you've had the one. I know you went to one event.
3: I went to a few. A few. I, I went, did, okay. Well, I went to one with my then husband. Sure. We got divorced. Yep. <laughs> I went to a few <laughs> other others after that. Um, I really loved the the culture and the community. But I think maybe recognizing that it isn't for everybody is is maybe the thing that I would say and that that's okay. Or maybe it's not for everybody at at all times. Like when I was, when I dipped my toe into it, I now see that my relationship was so not stable and secure that it was a Hail Mary and it was not the right thing. Mm -hmm.
1: So So the lifestyle helped you in the sense of like, it was that there's more affirmation like,
3: of like, okay, this, right. This isn't working. yeah, Right. Exactly. Cause you saw other people, exactly.
1: other couples exactly. and how they had communicated and stuff. Exactly. Right. Not just yep. words in your mouth, but yeah, no, no, I think it? that's
3: exactly
2: right.
1: For sure. Yeah. Okay. Huh. All right.
2: So I do have a question. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, for sure. All right. So what are you most excited about in the future of the LS either for you as a couple or just the lifestyle in general?
1: Ruby, you want to um, take that one?
0: Yeah. There's a lot we're excited about. Um, We're honored and excited that we get the chance to be advocates for the swinger community. Um, our whole goal of all of this was really just to push back on the negative stigmas and misconceptions about the swinging lifestyle and to just normalize having conversations about sexual desires with your partner. And if you're open and comfortable with it, you know, moving on and and acting those out.
1: Yeah, we do really, we do really enjoy, um, couples reaching out to us that are new, um, or, or veteran or whatever. And just with questions and, and things, and we don't know the answers, but we like to give our opinions on things. Right. Um, I think that's how we like to communicate is we always like to just talk to people and see the different perspectives on things. And that's how we grow, you know, as people as well and within the community. So I think that's, you know, a large part we're looking forward to is just continually meeting more people and having a good time.
0: Do you want to go over those three?
1: um... Oh, you want to come back? So I'm sure.
0: The, so we have the love languages, the erotic blueprint, and the enneagrams. Mm-hmm. Those are maybe the three that we would suggest couples check out. You know, quiz each other, quiz yourself, learn about yourself. Yeah. Um, do you have any links or websites that you would recommend?
2: Yeah, I can provide you some some links um, to some you know resources. Okay, uh, perfect. are wanting to learn, or singles wanting to learn more about themselves mm-hmm. and um, how to better navigate this community
1: okay awesome well uh i think that's uh, all the time we have for today's podcast so thank you so much for tuning in uh and if you have any questions or comments feel free to reach out to us directly on the couplesnextdoor.com website our profile name is ruby and fox
0: if you like what you've just heard please support us by liking following and commenting on whatever app you're listening from